Hello everyone, it's Ryan Croto here from the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. For those of you who are new listeners to the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast, we are an outpatient-based physical therapy company based in Rhode Island, and we do have one clinic in Southern Massachusetts that evaluates and treats a plethora of conditions and injuries. This podcast series is a way to get you, the listeners, important information you need to stay healthy, avoid or prevent injury, help self-treat basic injuries, and just learn more about the physical therapy field in general. Today, I'm joined by Katie Feraldi, who is one of the regional directors at Elite Physical Therapy. Uh, Katie, if you could just kind of introduce yourself to the listeners out there, uh, tell them your story. That way, if they do work with you in the Coventry office, uh, they know a little bit about you and your background. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Um, So I have been a physical therapist for 14 years, and I started off my career in Massachusetts working in early intervention with young children. Um, And then from there, my husband and I moved to New Jersey. So there I started in another outpatient facility. And then we were eager to get back to New England. So when we moved to Rhode Island in 2008, um, I joined Elite Physical Therapy then as just a staff PT. And Then over the years, um, as the company has grown, I've grown with it, um, which has been quite a pleasure and pretty exciting along the way. So, yes, I've been here at Elite for just about 12 years, 13 years. And um, one of the things I love most working with with patients is pediatric patients. I love working with young children, too their ability to grow and adapt to change in their little bodies is quite unique, but it's also a challenge because just like, you know, every fingerprint is different, every child's movement pattern is different. So trying to figuring out these little tricks that these kids come up with to compensate for weakness here and there is, um, is a fun challenge to work with them. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we had uh, Marcella on uh, for an earlier episode who talks about pediatrics. Next time I'll have to get you both on if we do another episode kind of based on pediatrics, maybe um, get a little bit more specific into treatment details um, instead of generalities. But today's topic uh, from what we discussed we want to talk about is PT as an alternate way to manage pain instead of relying on opioids. And I think as you and I both know as clinicians and Um, anyone who's up to date kind of in the news and medicine and health that we do have an opioid crisis kind of going on in the country at this point. So if you just want to talk about, uh, we'll just start with the general, uh, I guess, statement about PT, kind of what PT is in general. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about specifics on the podcast, certain subsets of PT, but just general what PT does uh, and what are some tools we use in PT that help, um, I guess, manage pain and how it's a better method than using or relying on opioids. I know that was a lot. So if you want to yeah, break no, it down, absolutely. that's fine too. <laughs> yeah. So for physical therapy and, and your chronic pain, um, patients who maybe have been on opioids in the past to help manage pain, PT is a wonderful alternative because what we do as PTs, as you know, Ryan, is we kind of, we break down dysfunctional movement. Where is the pain coming from? And why is there pain or how is that pain presenting? Again, not everybody is the same. So as physical therapists, we look into a whole bunch of different um, movements, whether it's just the lumbar spine, the hip, the knee, the back. So as physical therapists, we take into the whole body 
um, to figure out where the pain is coming from. So somebody who's been on opioids, maybe they haven't been moving as much, so they've lost a lot of function. So patients who are in a chronic pain, they are wonderful patients to work with just because there's so much more that we can do with them than just an over-the-counter pain prescription. Plus, if you look at the opioid crisis in general, there has been over $600 billion a year spent on trying to manage pain, which Ryan, I don't know if you know this, but that's more than cancer, heart disease, diabetes. So I did not know of, that. Right. Right. So a lot of our money in our healthcare system is going to manage pain. And again, if we get patients in the door that are in chronic pain, we can reduce some of the cost to the healthcare system. But the biggest benefit in getting them into physical therapy is they feel better. And that's ultimately what our goal is to get patients feeling better and moving more, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's, yeah, I think you touched upon it really well right there. I think one of the things I've seen with chronic pain patients is that uh, opioids are kind of more of a mask for an overarching concept or issue that the patient's having or a deficit. Um, what I mean by that is if you have low back pain, as you've discussed, you have usually some type of either hypomobility or lack of movement somewhere in the body or lack of strength somewhere in the body. Um, and all an opioid is going to do is really mask it. It's not going to fix the overlying issue. Um, right. I kind of look at like, you know, uh, what's the saying? Um, you can give a man a fish, but if you like teach him how to fish, you know, he'll be, he'll never be hungry again type of thing. And that's what I feel like we can kind of do with, uh, chronic pain patients. And we have a lot of tools at our disposal as physical therapists to help, you know, improve movement, strength, range of motion, flexibility, things of that nature. Um, Correct. And I was I was wondering if you could t- maybe talk a little bit more about, you know, some of those modalities or type of manual therapy techniques we have as therapists that can really benefit a patient with chronic pain. Yep, absolutely. So we definitely touched on how we look at the movement, um, you know, the hypomobility, someplace in the spine or body that doesn't move as well. They've lost motion, which makes it, um, that's where, where the hypomobility is. But we also use manipulation and joint mobilization to improve that lack of motion. So PTs can do high velocity, low amplitude joint movements to help restore alignment of the spine. Um, It creates more symmetry and balance too. And then the biggest gain is it it just improves that range of motion. So performing a, a high velocity, low amplitude manipulation, it's, it's also comfortable for the patient. Um, Patients oftentimes, after it's been applied to them, they sit up and, wow, they feel so much better. They don't. They didn't realize that they couldn't turn their neck as well. And then we perform these mobilizations and manipulations, and they've got they've gained motion, which is huge. Um, as PTs too, we do different types of techniques such as dry needling, and I know um, that's been a topic of discussion as well. That's Another great application to help um, in the battle for chronic pain patients because it just helps reduce pain globally or also in those trigger points, which is fantastic. Um, Mm. There's a lot of PTs, too, that utilize Graston, um, which if 
some of the listeners don't know what Graston technique is, that is with a stainless steel instrument. And what it does is it changes the elasticity, the mobility of our soft tissue, our muscles, our fascia. So if we've got some adhesions there because we've had an injury, this using Graston can help lengthen those areas of restriction and stretch it out. It also is pretty comfortable on patients um, and you can feel the adhesions in there. So as a physical therapist, you can feel the muscles smooth out um, when we apply this. Um, mm -hmm. Something else we use, Ryan, is aqua therapy. Aqua yes. therapy is another great option for patients with chronic pain because when you get in the water, you're more buoyant. You, there's less pressure on your spine, so you're able to move more. And aqua therapy has been a great option that we have at Elite Physical Therapy. We've had it for at least 12 years for patients um, <clears throat> where they can get in the pool, move, stretch, exercise more, where maybe on land with gravity on their spine, they're not able to do that as much. So aqua therapy is another great option that we offer to help patients, especially with chronic pain. Yeah, no, Katie, I, I completely agree with you. I think those are all great physical uh, tools we have at our disposal from aqua to manual uh, skills that you've named. And I think the other important thing to look at is you know, as PTs, obviously we focus on these movement patterns, but as PTs, we know that it's not always just about movement patterns when it comes to chronic pain. I know that's another aspect of care from a physical therapist perspective you want to discuss. Sure. Um, because as physical therapists, we, we also want to help manage the pain for patients. So pain is layered. It's kind of like an onion, Ryan. If you think about it, you've got so many different layers, so many different pieces to what is creating this pain. Um, and one thing that people I think don't realize is just because they have pain somewhere doesn't mean that there's tissue that's being damaged. It mm -hmm. just means that there's something that's creating a response that's telling us something's not quite right. So as physical therapists, we kind of have to, again, peel apart that onion to figure out where the pain is coming from. But then also, we have to teach our patients how to manage that, that pain. So some of it is with a home exercise program with stretching and movement, or is it, do we need to talk about an emotional response patients have to pain? Because sometimes these chronic pain patients have been in pain for a long time, and it, it can change our emotional status because it's, it's hard dealing with pain. So as PTs, we have to help kind of maybe change somebody's attitude towards pain. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Get them to believe in to, that movement is not a bad thing, that it's okay. But then also we have mm -hmm. to teach our patients too that pain can vary, especially when you add in some of what we do as physical therapists, that some days patients may have a change in their pain pattern for a positive, like it's much better, which is great. But as PTs too, we we continue to push our patients to get stronger and move better and get back to normal living. But occasionally that pain could change. And it's teaching those patients that that's not always a bad thing too. Yeah, exactly. And I think you said it absolutely perfectly. I think you nailed it right on the head there um, that, you know, pain 
obviously there's objective when you look at an x-ray you look at an mri sometimes it shows that there is actual you know tissue damage in there other times there's psychosocial factors that play a role in a patient and sometimes patients get um stuck in this kind of uh pain cycle i'd like to call it um from from my understanding of it is and and it's our job as therapists to be educated not only on the anatomy um and the physiology of the body and help uh, display that to a patient in a way that they can understand that their pain is validated, but it can be helped with movement and um, education like you were talking about. Uh, and I just think that's something that's that's really overlooked uh, in the physical therapy field in general. Exactly, um, it's something, exactly. Something that we need to definitely get out more into the public that there are plenty of ways to treat pain other than just relying on medication or thinking that you're never going to get better. Exactly. And what's great about the field of PT, especially with the opioid crisis that we've been in, is they've been huge advocates um, to help teach not only patients, but also medical providers that, you know, PT could be a great alternative. So sending patients to physical therapy to get out of some of the chronic pain is, has been a wonderful addition, um, out there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and the, I guess the last statement I'll end with on it is, and you, you can answer this question for me cause I would love to hear an answer. Cause I don't think I've heard one yet going through PT school and just being um, a newer clinician. I mean, when you have, when you're taking opioids, you have all these side effects, you know, they read in the commercials or that are told to you when you have the opioids or you're taking the medication. I don't know if I've ever heard of a negative side effect from physical therapy. I and have if, not if, either. If you could tell me one, I would be amazed if someone would like to, um, I don't you can't call into the podcast, but I would love to hear someone try to name one. And And I think that's the biggest point right there is that PT is very natural way to help cure pain or at least diminish it to a point where you're able to be way more functional than you were. Um, yeah. And that's just like the final point I want to get across. I don't know if there's any final thoughts you have on the subject, Katie, before I ask you my final question, um, a little fun segment we like to do at the end of the podcast. Okay. No, I think you summed it up. Perfect. So the question I ask kind of everyone who comes on the podcast is what is your favorite um, body region deficit, um, and obviously as PTs, I know we like to treat everyone and everything, but if you had to pick one, what is your favorite body region or deficit to treat and why? I would say the hip. I like treating the hip because there's a puzzle to figuring out what's going on with somebody's hip. The hip, as you know, Ryan moves in a bunch of different planes, but pain that patients think is coming from the hip may not always be coming from the hip. It could be coming from the low back. So when you have a patient that comes in with hip pain, you really get to take them through um, this process of figuring out where the pain is coming from and maybe the why they are having pain. And sometimes they might have right hip pain, but really it's coming from their left ankle because they've got really bad ankle motion. So that right hip has compensated over time to adjust to a different body part that's not moving well. So from the hip, you really get to look at a lot of different joints and movements and muscles and functional movement patterns that can create a really big P 
piece of the or big picture for the patients on why they're having pain. So I would say the hip. Oh, okay. You, no one said the hip yet. And that's actually one of the reasons why the hip is very interesting to me as well, because it has so many different areas it's connected to and can refer to or can refer to it. Um, but yep. Katie, thanks again for uh, coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And you taking time out of your day to come on and, you know, educate people on uh, pain management through physical therapy. You're welcome, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, of course. And thank you to everyone who tuned in for today's episode. We appreciate all of our listeners and followers here at the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. Remember to follow Elite Physical Therapy on all of our social media platforms, such as Instagram and Facebook, by just typing in Elite Physical Therapy. If you have any aches or pains or plan on having an elective surgery coming up in the future, you can give us a call at our main number at 401-737-4581. Or you can schedule an appointment online via our website at ElitePhysicalTherapy.com. Tune in for our episode coming up uh, later in the week. Uh, I don't know what the topic will be just yet, but um, I will see all the followers there.